Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weimar Harav Nissen. It is a great source to be able to do this program, and we look forward to doing it. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And as always, we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. What an honor and what a schuss it is to do this program. We are, yeah. just before we go to our first caller, I want to thank already Mrs. G for being on the line. I just have a little request that we remind everyone, and that is that please, you've got to be 18 to ask a question or have your parents' permission to ask a question, which is just as good. And as we always say, this is an awareness-based program. means we create an awareness, but we're not able to actually answer or tell you what to do. And if you need that, either speak to a Rav or speak to a professional where you could speak to one-on-one and share the whole information and guide you one step at a time. And always one last little request, and that is that this is a public forum. It means once you ask your question, it's public and it can't be removed. So just consider, think before you do it. But we look forward to all the callers, everyone that is brave each and every week that calls up. It is a schuss and an honor to be able to do this program. Samir of Nissen are humbled at the people that are so brave each and every week that call up. So again, those that would like to ask, the number is 718-683-5858. And we are going to Mrs. G. Hello. Yes, hello, and welcome. Thank you for your line. I really love it. Um, oh, thank I want to ask you. a question about my um, codependency. I heard, oh, I love the that. Last week, I heard last week talking about this friend of an abusive, the friend that had a friend, an abusive relationship, and he was explaining that as long as she was there for her, like watching a friend having a heart attack? Yes. And that she should go to help. The thing is, um, I have a neighbor, a good friend of mine, who's got some, she's sick, some type of issues, this and that, and she's not leaves the children to babysit and, you know, for when she has to go to an appointment and things. And it's actually getting worse. Like this Friday, they kept by me for six hours, Erev Shabbos. And she has a bunch of sisters, and she keeps on telling me that. Well, let me just ask you, to... you're giving a lot of little bits of information that are actually very, yeah. very important. So let's just stick with one, and let's, let's develop it. So basically there is someone that, let, let's go to the last part that you said, that she could be six hours, Erev Shabbos. Do, explain that. Yes, yeah, she was six hours in hospital with herself. Wait, and she uh, I didn't me. get that. There's a she friend in of yours. She's herself she in, hospital. in the hospital. Yes, so she had to leave a kid somewhere, so she left them by me. Okay. That's a wonderful um, chesed and a wonderful mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah, so which, oh, that's the thing. I have this, she keeps on going in and out of hospital. I'm also trying to be there by her side to, to help her. And yeah. she has a bunch of sisters, and she keeps on, she keeps on telling me that no one wants to help her, and I'm the only one that, you know, is there for her. And, you know, I didn't, I just tried to be there for her. I spoke to the sister yesterday, and she, Give me a whole different picture that this whole issue of being sick, it's all psychological. Yes. That she was there for five hours in the hospital because the hospital was trying to send her home saying she was fine, and she was 
insisting that she can't breathe and she's not feeling well and she wants to stay in. Okay. Now we start hearing so, it. From this, and you're with me so far? Because we're yeah, going to deal with this yeah, together. Yeah. I always, I always so, want this, so, so this lady know, this, over here, till now you're helping with the kids, and now you're finding out that she is having an issue where she wants to be in the hospital. And the doctors busy, are saying you're okay. And it's not only her. Her kids are always taking medication, always, for every little thing. I, I would always try to speak to her and saying, why are you giving medication for such a little thing, you know? He, he he burnt himself a bit, giving um, Tylenol for a burn. I mean, what could it be? And why give antibiotics? I was trying to talk to sense. But I said, look, she's the type of person that loves going to run into doctors. I'm not going to tell her, and that's it. But it looks like she's the type of person that I don't know what to say, but she, she doesn't love being ill, but it looks like some type of issue with with being ill. Yes. And I've, uh, there is a, uh, there is a diagnosis that way. We're not going to diagnose over the phone. Yes, I wonder if this is independent. Yes. If I take in her, sibling, her kids whenever she needs it. You see, now you asked an is it. Let's not do an is it. Not is it called codependence or not. The question is as follows. means let's, let's take the balance of helping someone. When someone yes, needs yes. a favor, a yid needs a favor, of course, it's a Yiddish Amida to help. Chesed is one of the levels of Klal Yisrael. That's one of the strongest Yeah, that's what I was thinking until now, but once... That's right, but me, if, what's the but? And the sister told me also so all the stories that she was telling about. A Rav, and you ask a Rav, or you ask anyone, can you please give me now your entire bank account? Isn't that the ultimate chesed? Is that a mitzvah or not? Again, I'm not passing and just creating the awareness. Yeah, right, I can see it. No, obviously not. Why not? That's not. That's right. not have so what I'm telling you, instead everything. of answering, instead of saying yes or no, is it codependence or not? How about we try it differently? When do you think you are doing a mitzvah for this friend, and when do you think it's not? And I would like you to know that I think a rub should be consulted in this question as well means what we would tell clients are, we will deal with the psychological aspect, but I think it's important for you to speak to a Rav. Right. So, so I should, my step is I should go to speak to Rav, see how much I should help her? Uh, First find out what's the mitzvah, yeah. Can I jump some? Go ahead, Rav Nissen, please. Uh, I didn't, uh, it's, it's, what about the husband? So the husband... Great question. But also, he's in the picture. He he also goes with her. He's he's with Means her. he's trapped in her he's, spell. He's exactly totally trapped. He wants to be go out and run from one doctor to other, spending tons and tons of money. That she keeps on cleaning. She doesn't have money. Everything costs her so much. And the husband's running from hospital to doctor to her. No, he's totally codependent with her. I know that. Now I'm just going to shoot the other side of it. Do you know that maybe people sometimes do have medical conditions that the doctors don't always know the answer or find the answer to. And then years later, they that's find what I thought. Feels... That's what I thought until yesterday. That's, a, yeah. that's what I thought. And that's right. Sister, sister told me that they... So let me ask you, what do you think you should do? I don't know. So this, I don't know what I should do. When she asks me again, I have an appointment. Can I take my kids for five hours? What should I do? I have no problem with that. I, don't, I love helping people. But so what's I think the if I'm just ruining things, what should I... Let's Unfortunately, see. that illness, 
doesn't go away just because they don't have where to leave their kids. So the system, maybe if we, no one is going to, she won't have where to leave the kids, she'll just have to buckle up and stay home and make sure to That might to be happen, or she'll bring in, since sounds like you're from England, she might get a live-in which is more common in England than it is in America, which is also common here, but a lot more in Europe. Now, She'll my find someone point else is, anyway. is your job to help her? Is that now your job? Is your job that's to be her medical advisor? No, that's definitely not. Is it your job? A yid needs help. What's the problem with helping if you don't mind doing it? I know. I also thought it was about when I heard this um, last week's question about as long as she is in the codependence, she'll continue. It, I was again. Let's go to you. Thought. Codependence means you cannot say no. What happens if it doesn't work out? If it's not con more than convenient, it's not good for you to take in those kids. What would you say then? Um. No, I I can set boundaries. I haven't. Have I you didn't. set boundaries there? Have you told her at times? Yes, yeah, so actually, take the kids it was a Friday. It was came in nearly Shabbos. So she asked me, she didn't want to stay by herself in hostel. She asked me if I could send my 14-year-old girl to be with her over Shabbos. I said, um, then I said no. I said, what will a 14-year-old girl do over Shabbos in hostel by herself? You were 14-year-old to be there with her. That's what she wanted. I said, I can't. I mean, I said, do you want yeah. an entertainer? What, what should what she do there? Yeah. So in the end, she managed to get out before Shabbos. I mean, two hours into Shabbos, she was home. Okay. So the sister said, see, if you would have sent the daughter, then she would have stayed. She had no choice. She just had to come So let's try it this way. I think part of it is, again, speaking to a Rav now, finding out, is this the mitzvah of chesed? Now, I don't want to give you an opinion, because just because a sister said it, who said the sister's right? Maybe they don't like exactly. each other. No, it's, research needs to happen. You might need to ask her, can I please speak to one of the doctors and find out, are the doctors saying, no, you're making an action and a behavior based on a sister. No, yeah, no, and then I didn't have that was a thing going on for a while. I was just brought into the picture the last few years. Good, so you got involved, you're getting educated, and now you're going to continue a little research. Ask your friend if you can speak to the doctor. And ask the doctor, is it psychological or is it physical? Why should she, why should she let me speak to her doctor? Uh, maybe you could be very direct with her. Tell her, I don't mind helping you out when I'm helping. I got a call from your sister that it's psychological. And she'll I get all upset sure with me and then she'll just, I'll be on a bad list and she'll get to the next one. Okay. But at least you now did the healthy step. Now you know what the right step is. You see, I should um, try to speak to the doctors. Mm -hmm. Remember, you might. There's a chance that you're harming her. Right. And do you want to do that? I don't know no, what's really. going on by her. You don't know what's going mm -hmm. on by her. What about the parents, her parents? That's right. How about you ask the parents? How about you call the parents saying, right now I'm helping your daughter. Is she? Is it a mitzvah helping her or not? Does she have psychological issues? Does she have a physical so the issues? The parents also, and the parents, um, not, they're not mightily involved in her life. She's not in best terms with them. So I can't really speak to the parents. So actually, the, the sister told me that one of the brothers, 
there's a big medical Askan helping her with her issues, he's going to speak to her, ask him direct what he thinks, if it's psychological or is it. So you see, I should ask, once I have the answer, I should go to Rob with oh. it and see what he says. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so and much for that. And even if you say no, I would be open with your friend or try to tell her, because maybe she'll say it's not true. A doctor says it's really medical. And then say, you know something, I don't want to be caught between you and your sisters. Can I speak to the doctor? Uh, yeah. Let me change a little bit this up. You know, it's, it's you. like you know. I I think I think it's here the the case. Uh, I, the case is like this. If you don't mind to do the chesed, even she is psychology. So what's yeah. the problem to help? That's number well, one. Because it might make her worse. That's okay. So, so the question is, if it's illnesses will make you worse, that you think you're helping, but you're making it worse. Yeah, but yeah, that's but, why I don't. I, I don't mind. I love doing chesed. If it, I don't want to make it worse, that's exactly it. That's but, why. After hearing last week's thing, I was getting a bit worried that maybe I'm not. But, doing but right. if she's under three, she's got. Look, uh, the, the doctors are not stupid. Let's put this. The doctor that they she gone to the hospital, and I saw and a lot of couples that you know unfortunately had like like a breakdown and every two weeks the the atzala come to pick a air or him because it's like an, you know kind of nerve collapsing. That the doctors know that this is the issue of, you know, the nerves, sometimes they give you an injection, sometimes they're going to peel, and recommended to continue with the therapist, okay? This is something that happened a, a lot of time, I, and with, uh, and remote I probably see it millions of times. I, I saw it a few times uh, in the last uh, year with many, uh, with other people. But the question like this, if you... If you can direct, for example, you can tell the husband, listen, maybe you let you go to a therapist, tell the husband. Maybe you she go. Does, she doesn't want to. I think one of the sisters mentioned to her that maybe maybe it's a musculoskeletal. So it can't be because she is um, in one of the schools. She's head of Senko. Here it's called head of Senko, special education needs coordinator. Okay, so no, no, no. Be. I'm head of but what I'm you say? It's definitely not psychological. She doesn't want to hear it. Okay, no, no. But uh, Mordechai, we already gave a few times a, a, a workshop about uh, people that are dealing with, uh, uh, you know, like uh, spouses are dealing with difficult. Uh, yeah, but the spouse is also in denial. He also doesn't. He's also in in the picture. So this is. The, I would I, say. I would I say that to recommend I, in in UK in UK definitely you have a system stronger on this issue. And either you, you, I would say they approach the rabbi, and they can basically direct you to social services mm-hmm. to the family. That's what I, I think. But in, in your case, you are not the doctor. So if you want to help the, to the to the Yiddish guy kids to grow normal and to go this, just go ahead. It's your mitzvah. The mm. Mordechai, what? Um, I think I want you to know the illness, if it's a psychological issue, it's from, again, it's similar to a personality disorder or an eating disorder way of thinking. means their complete view is distorted. They think the whole world is crazy, not of them. So this is a question that I don't like getting into. This is an area Mm -hmm. out of my expertise that I deal with. I understand it. I know it. But the refu is very complicated. And just like I even was rehearsing what I told you, like tell her, speak to the doctor. I don't like even doing that. I don't so even I want to get into this. So I should just you know, be the good neighbor there, and be there for her, that's it. I don't know what being there for her means. Just physically helping her when she needs to, not 
you know, taking the kids, sending in a supper when she needs, you know, being there physically. But, wait, say that again. What do you think is called being a good neighbor? Just being there for, let's say, when she needs to drop a kid, um, sending in a supper when she, she didn't manage to cook or something like that, not talking about her issues and... Now, when she starts talking how ill she is and everything, just just to listen or so, you know, not make no, it necessary. If, if being involved with her is not healthy, then mm. listening to her and letting her make these, let her c- complain to you is part of damaging her. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, yeah. So, so what do I do? No, that's what I don't want to do. So I said, you're asking about a very complicated illness where you need a lot more research. I'm not able to answer that question just on the way what you've described. Right. Just Uh need you to understand it. It's not that I don't want to. It's that you're asking me, someone is having a heart attack, what should they do? The answer is this needs professional advice or help or someone that is involved. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much. Do, yeah, want, could you yeah. also clarify, like, 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 just understand what you're hearing? Um, that this is a much more complicated issue than I thought, and I should really, in the Chesed part, I should ask the Rob where my boundaries are, and I should ask, find out what, what I should and what I shouldn't do. Yes, and you also need to know if it really is a psychological issue, if it's a medical yeah. issue. Just because a family mm. member said something doesn't mean that's so. Right. There sometimes could be a family member that believes it's psychological, and half say it's medical, half says it's psychological. There could be many other issues going on. Just because someone tells you something doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Right. I should do my research and rely on her. Yeah. And I would, I would just jump and say that... Um, it, it, think about the kids. You know, could be that we will be, uh, you will be the good uh, shaliach for the kids to pull them, you know, in the right okay. track. If they, it's a really psychologist, the kids need a lot of mm-hmm. power to to yeah. handle this. Even if not psychologists, very. Yeah, it's uh, not kids, easy kids with a, with a sick mother, and exactly. it's, it's not so it's not so simple. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Can I ask another question with a totally different uh, issue? Yes. Um, about ADHD. Okay, yes. Wait, again, we're yes. just creating an awareness. Yes. Um, you, I think you want to mention where I can hear, maybe you had an interview with someone about ADHD, which number you had. Did I you want to have on your mind? I don't, I don't have that access right now. I can look it up. Um, I'd like to share with everyone the number just till then, just to share with everyone the number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858 718-683-5858 and we look forward to taking your questions and your comments so if anyone would like to ask a question or a comment we would appreciate it and to call up now and if I'm going to look for it as during the program, so I will not have the answer right now. Probably in the next, the next uh, 10 minutes, I'll, okay, while we're thanks. doing different stuff, I'll be able to log in yeah, and just, find it. Yeah, because I'm just reaching AD. I want to try to understand um, what ADHD is all about. And also about Ritalin. Um, what are the side effects of 
Well, Why? officially you need to be a doctor to share what to share those. So I can I'm not going to go through all of them, mm-hmm. and and doesn't mean everyone will have it. It's sort of like saying what are the side effects of taking a strep medication. There could be a rash. There right. could be this. I want to know if it's if it's bad to give. Let's say child does not have ADHD, just maybe has some. Um, it's illegal to class. give something if someone doesn't have it. It is illegal. You need a doctor to prescribe it. Why would someone give any medication? Because I mean, it helps you with can. concentration. Well, how would a doctor so... prescribe it? Can you explain to me how would you get it if the kid doesn't really need it? Um, it's not me. I'm asking someone else, but they did manage to get it. Um, okay, so let me so ask you a question. Would you give someone... Um, a strep medication if they don't really have strep? Um, I wouldn't know, but I'm saying Okay, this, so this, I think my that's friend the answer. Anyway, his son has, he can't sit still in class, and so why not give Ritalin? It's just going to help him. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. And le- let me ask the question again. What's wrong with giving a medication for someone? Let's take something now more, a little bit more. So with strep, people might say, you know, it doesn't, might not affect you that much. Let's try something else that might, would you give someone something that, let's say, would numb, let's say, a toothache? Would you give, let's say, they even have over-the-counters that you use. You know, when you have a toothache and you could, I don't even know what they're called, mm-hmm. imbecile, one of those. Would you put it on a kid's tooth and numb the mouth, numb the tongue, just because, why not? And that's not a medication that needs to be prescribed. Understand that. So you see, if the written does I'm have... I'm not sure if you understand it. Mm. I'm, I'm, you understand. We're talking about that person. I just want to give a muscle to someone should understand. I know that, that person does not understand it. I understand that. I was trying to, right. to ask... So I don't help. In other words, I don't deal with people that ask those type questions. Mm-hmm. I, feel they, I feel they have other issues before answering that question. I would start with them. What are your issues? What is your parenting issue? How stressed and anxious are you in the house? Because before we diagnose kids with any issues, we first try to figure out what's happening at home, what's happening in their environment. And mm-hmm. if the house is, is stressed, nervous, angry, shouting, of neglect. Now, neglect mean, doesn't mean that you're neglecting no, food. I actually know the house, and it's no, it's not it's one of these. No, it's yeah, just you don't have any issues. Ask, just then, that. Then how, how could that be? How could a healthy person ask such a simple question? Why wouldn't you give your kid just medication on your own? Because I'm scared of side effects and all the other Okay, let's say you weren't scared of side effects. I'm not afraid of side effects. Why would I not give my kid just medication? Think of it. Um, What's a normal answer? So what would you say? Let's say you're not worried about side effects. Why wouldn't you just give your kid medication? Here, focusing problem, I have another kid that has a, a ADHD issue. Here, I'm going to stuff this kid's medication. Oh, this one's a little anxious, a little nervous. Here, let's go stuff him now with anxiety medication. Oh, this person now doesn't sleep all night. Let's go ahead and stuff up now with uh, the give, sleeping pills. Why give him a shot of uh, scotch also? <laughs> That's right. You know, they, right. right. They so why, what should alcohol. I answer? Okay. When she asks a, a question me, why, yeah. why not? What should, what, what? How can I Do you notice what I'm doing? I don't know what to answer. You asked me about five times why not. What have I done? Notice the difference what you're asking for. Notice what I'm doing. You want a black and white mm-hmm. answer. And I am trying to do an education response. 
Right, so I should ask her these questions. What's the difference between, no, I, you know what you're discussing, let's now attach your two questions together. What would you say is a tzadashava? That's a Gemara language. What's the connection between your first question and now your second question? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I would use the word codependence. People are asking you questions that don't deserve answers. means if you're answering it, they need therapy. If someone can ask that question, means there's something wrong in their way of thinking. She's not asking the question. She's just giving it. I'm asking the question. Okay, so I'm asking it. Why do you give it? She, she says, why that. not? She's just giving it. She, she, yes. she has no question about it. So why do you even, so why do you surround yourself by people like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. I would not be surrounding myself with anyone. They wouldn't even be able to last as a client in our center. They would be out the minute I hear that. Not out, I would throw them out. I would send them to the right type therapy that they need. They need someone to teach them olive base. Consequences, mm-hmm. pros and cons. And when you're saying this mother has a functional house, I choose to disagree with you on a very strong level. Mm-hmm. Ernesto, what do you say to that? You know, unfortunately, that's like... Do you think this mother can have a healthy... I don't mind if you disagree with her, Abnissa. I'm saying we agree many times, we disagree many times. Sometimes, no, I agree times. 100% about it because it seems like, you know, we found it, uh, especially with teachers, and uh, that just throw away throw away the, the words, the magic words, uh, Ritalin, and uh, HDA, they, oh, everybody is at, you know, and in the, in the end, you find that the, the poor boy, the poor girl, basically suffer from something else, or the teacher, or the parents suffer from this issue, and they cannot handle the, the, the question. A nice little boy that has a little bit different question from this. This, unfortunately, this we find it so many times. And uh, the, the last resource, uh, resource is it's to, to use this medicine about it. I, I don't agree with with using it. It's really as you know. You know that I'm against it, total against it. Uh, right. You're against Ritalin. Yeah, I against any medicine, further. any medicine yeah. to to give to a kids, and even even you know antibiotics are just if like really and with the necessary, really necessary because I know that today is the in the medical uh, uh, field. Even doctors say that it's enough, enough. You abuse the, the system, you abuse all these kind of drugs, and uh, it's become a, a, abuse all the so system. So you say that people using written and freely is, is just abusing the system? If it's really necessary, if it's diagnostic from all the diff, all the, the sites that is really needed, yes, you will need it. But I said until they, they, they found the, the source and what the problem, and if the, maybe the mother suffers from this issue, maybe the kids as a different issue of sleep, sleep apnea, maybe the kids it's a, love, oh, it, it's a different issue with it. No, it cannot just, and the mother definitely not, cannot, she cannot that diagnose a, a, a boy. What is this? Is, is she's become doctor, she become like this, give her, give her drugs to, for, for, I don't know. It's it's not no, give a scotch is also a recovery in naming them no. That's why thank that's... you. Okay. Mordechai, 
I'm I would just say one other thing just to create an awareness, because I have a little knowledge and a lot of experience, although I'm not a doctor, but as a social worker, we deal with doctors, we deal with medication a lot. From mm -hmm. almost all the medications out there, the ADHD, Ritalin, that whole type of stimulant medications are from the most, I don't want to say the most, but from the top that is um, checked, at least in the U.S. government, that's a controlled substance that medical doctors, regular doctors, will only renew a prescription, will not prescribe, unless it was originally prescribed by a psychiatrist. And I'll take it a step further. And in England, because we've got several clients from there, we have to wait over a year to get prescribed this controlled substance. That's, now I don't want to say there are side effects, and that's why there are different reasons why. But I just want to create the awareness that this medication is a medication that even regular doctors that can prescribe for anxiety, for depression, for so many other ones easily, this medication is highly controlled, and if they prescribe it, very likely they'll get audited and get a, a, a visit by the Department of Health. And in England, they, they will barely even allow a regular medical doctor to prescribe, even a psychiatrist, they tie their hands behind their back. Actually, so now let me ask you, with this bit of information, do you think a mother should still just be prescribing this? I, I, from the beginning, I didn't think that a mother should do this. I did yeah, not think right. a mother should do this. So now let me ask you, about a mother <laughs> that doesn't understand this, what would you say is her issue? I think it's actually the father. Um, I don't know. I don't know what his issue is. I think he's just this type that loves trying out things, actually. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, so I yeah. would tell you, based on what you're describing, you seem to be a magnet to people that have some interesting ideas. You, you took and my I word, ask you, you, how can we change some of the people that are asking you questions, interacting with you. It means you can still have them, but have the other side. So you've asked me two questions that I work with people all day, and I haven't had any of these questions in a very, very long time. And you've asked both in one day. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's right. Thank Ooh, you, I forgot you. all about it. So yeah. to, let's first do this way. Thank you. The number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And let's go ahead. Let's take some of the messages that you've sent in, Rebnison. Let's do the latest one. I know someone who thinks very hard before she eats and is afraid to eat anything. She thinks she will maybe gain her weight. She isn't a heavy person at all. Her days are literally revolved around, is this good for me? She calls it emotional eating, and I don't think that's the case. What's the condition, and does she have to seek help? I don't know. All right? They're asking, and is a question, is there something wrong, and do they need help? I don't know. The way you've described it, I don't have enough information. I haven't seen the person. I haven't spoken to the person. I haven't asked them specific questions. And I don't know. 
The number to call up, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Next, next message over here that you've sent to me, Nissen. I'm changing this week therapist. I had a very good relationship with my therapist, but due to financial issues, I'm changing to other good therapists where I will have it for very cheap through an organization. I need chizik, and also there are some points that would help me through the process to get used to a new therapist. So let's go, Revenus. So what would you say to this? I, I wasn't. I wasn't there. I just turned the phone. We have. A, we have a, okay. Call. So let's go to Ms. Y. Ms. Y, what? Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Yes. Bye. All right. Did they say hi and bye? All okay. right. I don't know. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, again, the number, those that like to call up, 718-683-5858. Okay. Okay, so Excellent. let's go to the text. Uh, okay. What is, yeah. Okay. You asked me about the text. Which one? Yeah, so the question is saying someone has been to one therapist that they're paying out of their pocket, and now they're going to a therapist in an agency. And they want to know what is going on, what are some chizik that I can give her. I need chizik, and also there are some points that would help me through the process to get used to the new therapist. What would you say when someone's changing? Uh, it's it's like everything in in our life. Just you know, first of all, uh, the the person has experience with already therapist, you know, and and knows a little bit what is all about, and uh, take a chance, take take see what how it's progress for you. If you can get uh, advanced with a uh, therapist and with agency, you can just also and think that you can change therapist, right? That's right. You can change if you don't find uh, this therapist can help you. So just go to ask them to to change you uh, another therapist because you have already some uh, kind of experience with a therapist. Yes. So let me go ahead and sort of say what you're saying and um, add on like some more points to what you're saying. So number one is when you change therapists, Understand that it's a different style. Let's say you'd even be going to someone that was cost-effective cost in an agency, and now you're going to someone that you're paying private practice. And maybe you didn't like the therapist, but when you're going to change now to another therapist, you'll say, oh, I like this new therapist a lot better because of A, B, and C, but there's D, E, and F that I like by the other therapist. And if you're going to be comparing, which is normal the first couple of times, then you might remain stuck in that. So the suggestion number one is to realize that whenever you change to another therapist, there are going to be some points that you're not going to like as much or something that's different, and it's an adjustment stage. So what I would suggest is for the first six sessions, do not make a judgment. That means sometimes people compare therapists, this one was louder, this one might be more emotional, this guy, this one might be more compassionate, but the focus that we'd like you to focus on is that 
even a quieter therapist or someone that might be more, um, let's say, introspective, thinking a little, or have a different method in therapy, they still work. You just got to give it a shot. But people have certain times, certain images. For example, I've had someone come to my office and they did an, an intake, like an evaluation, and they go, no, 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 I don't like this Mordechai Weiberger. I like Mordechai Weiberger for the radio that tells people what to do. And I said, but I don't tell people what to do. But it was just cute to see how they compare me to this persona, which creates awareness. It's very different when I need to do an intake. It's very different when I need to hear information, very details, and I need to ask very specific questions. And someone tells me, I don't want to answer that. And I go, but I can't help you if you don't answer that question. Or by not answering that question, you're answering the question. So to understand that it takes time to get used to someone. It takes time to get to understand the different styles that's out there. And again, just to get for people to be aware, the number would love to get, please, some callers to call up, 718-683-5858, Next, um, so that's step one. Step two would be just what Rav Nissa said. Let's say you're going now to a new therapist. You've tried it six times and you're not that happy. Then no, you can always change. Let's see anything else. Next point that I might have mentioned is when someone is changing therapist and you've already given them the six sessions, the next point is for you to realize that, how do I, I'm just thinking how to put it. Many times when we change therapists, let's say we, we compare one to the other and you're not, is, don't judge how am I moving. Focus more on what are your goals. Sometimes they're inner goals, working on the anxiety to calm down, how depression to be more energized, and to be aware that sometimes you can have ups and downs. Means, Let's say you're starting with a therapist, maybe you see big movements, or maybe you don't see movements. After the six sessions, discuss it with the therapist. And sometimes we have to redefine our goals because maybe you had one expectation or one step and the therapist does one modality and maybe they're going to do more behavioral and you wanted more inner work. Discuss it with them. If you're finding that things are not moving as you expected, you might need to clarify each of your expectations. And those are big changes once you know the expectations. So these are some of the awarenesses that I would recommend. Again, the number to call up, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. In the meantime, we got the Texas, you know. Yeah, I also got one personal that someone sent to the other line, let's say, just about feedback. Again, this is someone's opinion. Hi, Mr. Weiringer. Please tell that friend to tell her parents or an adult. This is referring to the one that the friend's talking about all that food. It's not a joke. I wish my friend would have told my parents. I had a full-blown eating disorder for four years, and nobody knew. Wow. So I happen to agree with that. When I said I don't know what it is, I'm trying to be led, or I was trying to lead up that they have an eating disorder, but I don't know that. What I would share with this girl is to share with her parents. And her parents might say, and might limit her interactions with this girl, saying we can talk only if we talk about healthy or more balanced subjects. We cannot talk about other topics. And sometimes people are very uh, into uh, healthy food and stuff like this. It's it's normal today with all the 
That's right. So I don't want to jump to say it's an eating disorder, but it's a great awareness that for if someone is talking to you about it, speak to your parents. Let your parents make them such a decision. What should be done? Great. Okay, so we have Mrs. P. Mrs. B. P. 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 Okay. Welcome Hi, to good the evening. program. Good evening. How are you? Baruch Hashem, fantastic. Thank you. I want to say I really, really appreciate the one making awareness. I really appreciate your line. You're doing an amazing job. I to give you a to be able to continue for the future. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, now to my awareness and some kind of a question or idea how to understand it. Basically, if, how can we make an awareness to prevent situations for the future? What idea would we be able to give recommendation for denial? Oh, that's similar to that first question. You're asking me about the most hardest concept, and you want to an what, what is it? What is sure. denial? How does it work? Okay. So let's do it slowly. Okay, sure. Denial, let's, um, we're doing this right now in the Stress to Inner Peace workshop and going into very mm-hmm. strong and deep levels. So I'll give you a little basic, like three minutes of information that we spent over an hour, an hour and a half on that. Mm-hmm. There is a conscious part of our brain, the thinking part of the brain, which is the frontal yeah. cortex, and mm-hmm. that has its blockages. And that's where we have Dr. Aaron Beck, which has come up with several conscious or cognitive distortions that we use, like yeah. black and white thinking, minimizing, mm-hmm. maximizing, fortune-telling. There's many different systems. I'm not going to go each of those. We went into yeah, what yeah, they yeah, are. Sure. Now, that's one part. And what yeah. that means is that when our brain has a problem, which the yeah. professional term is dissonance, let's say there's an opposite. Let's say there's a steer happening in our brain. Our brain has to make it work. So Everybody for an example, can... let's just give an example. Let's mm-hmm. say, and I use this one all the time because this is what I give with most men. Let's say the husband can't find his key. Okay. Instead of saying, oh, I didn't put it in the right place, or over and over, there are times I just leave it all over, and therefore I'm at fault. The brain doesn't want to hear that they're at fault, so it's right away, my wife, the house is a mess. If things would be organized, I would know where I keep my keys, so it's there. So what we do is we blame it on others. So dissonance means when there's a problem with me, but I can't own it, there's a stira, I'm not organized, or I didn't put it away, now my keys are missing. And I don't want to blame myself. There's a distance. There's two opposites. I'm not organized, and I'm missing my keys. So what we do is we blame someone else. Well, basically, so how, why does it be? Huh? Because imagine the person would say, okay, so I have to be organized now. But he doesn't know how. He doesn't have the skills. He was missing the it. People that are in denial have, have, like, have, like, have the people like... Like they have a lack of them. Denial is a term of dissonance, means the brain, so let's get there a minute. So there's one way of, of taking it is the cognitive mm-hmm. ways, where people start thinking in ways that will cause them a lot of stress. Then there is the subconscious way, which was made by Freud. And again, each of those we go into in the workshop in details, and almost yeah. all my workshops actually bring this down, but especially now the stress to inner peace. Mm-hmm. And there is where we use the word denial. When a person goes into dissonance, when there are two mm-hmm. opposites happening, mm-hmm. and they are not able to change, so then we go, one of the skills how the brain does in order to survive is it goes into denial. Denial means we don't see Thank the you. key right in front of us. 
Like they we don't want to see it because the they're, so, they're so in pain. They don't want to see it, or it doesn't have to do with pain. The brain cannot see it. The brain is in Just pain like the that brain, it has to the brain distort works. reality. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so and denial and even is a safety that. mechanism. Wow. From this, so what so, do you say about denial? You know, I said that uh, we sometimes we have we, in, in the in the kabbalistic world as the klipa, we don't see the truth. You know, how many times you can talk about people and you said this is a black and white. You know, and you can see it, and uh, no, nobody uh, they don't you know you don't real they don't they, they deny that it's true. You know, you can. Why see do it. they do it? Because they're in pain, or just because that's the way of? Um, I uh, understand that well, how it works, but why? I, do they I would do that? say the defense mechanism. That's right. I don't want to only use the word pain. It's a defense mechanism. There can be many other emotions. Exactly, defense mechanism. It's a lot of emotions. It's part of part of the emotions in the brain. Yeah, they don't want to accept that you know that it's wrong and that's it. You know, that's like uh, putting on defense. Are they considered bad people like no. that? No, oh, no, every good people, but in, in their own. Everyone does defense. Everyone has a subconscious defense. That's our job. That's our work. How many we times have to have, pe- we have to have a balance of both? You say. Or only one way? Okay, good. So let's stop. We've created an awareness, right? Yes. That there's such a thing called denial. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And You're good welcome. Good night. We'll have, have a wonderful ha- evening. Oh, thank you. Yes, same and thank you. Yeah. Okay. And we'll go to Mr. B. Excellent. Mr. B, welcome to the program. Hello? Yes. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Ashulam. Um, I'm calling in, before I called, I didn't even hear that you were discussing a question about stress, but that's also my question. And I would like to ask you, I heard, you know, my wife told me a few times that uh, you're discussing about stress. The thing is, I, I have, a, I, I'm doing a lot, a lot of things. Um, I, I'm, most of my, the, the whole day I'm learning in Koilu. But I'm I'm considered in my community that I live. I'm considered as an African. So a lot of cases and a lot of things is coming to me, and what I can accept, I'm accept. Which not, I'm trying to nicely uh, to not get involved. But then I have in my family there's a lot of onus which uh, needs to be done, and uh, and you know, and uh, I don't know why, but probably because I'm doing. Most of the things which uh, which uh, needs to to be done is getting to me, so it's not a problem because I try to do my best and try uh, whatever I can do. I try to do, but the thing is, sometimes when I know that there's a lot of things and which I gotta hustle uh, a lot of times until it's getting done, I have some stress, and then I have a habit that I uh, I'm smoking a lot. So, uh, when when everything is routinely. I don't smoke. Uh, sometimes, you know, one cigarette a day. Uh, not even. It can be sometimes two or three weeks when when I'm not touching a cigarette. But when I'm going into stress, I can smoke. You know, half about a day or more. And I would like to know if if there's a thing that uh, I, I don't consider myself that I'm addicted because sometimes I have a few weeks when I'm not touching a cigarette, but. Sometimes I know that it's out of stress, and that's the way I, I give my stress out. So I would like to know if there's an alternative to to avoid the smoking. Sure there is. So maybe you can help me out with that. Oh, that I can't. 
Now you want me to be a Navi. <laughs> what? How, how can I tell you what's going to help you if I don't even know the reason? Because you've just mentioned oh. the one reason why you smoke, because you take more upon yourself than you can handle. Um, how, how do you know that it's more than I can handle? And most of the Very simple. I'm you just it. said it. When it's hard, you smoke. So smoking is called self-medicating. That's what we call in the therapy process. The way you handle the stress is smoking. But it's not that I can't handle the things I'm doing because I'm oh, doing uh, it. Stop there. Stop. Stop. That's denial. That's cognitive dissonance. Watch this. I'm going to phrase, I'm going to rephrase it to you, and that's what we just discussed. Dissonance is how we lie to ourselves. So listen to this question right now. I can manage well, three hours a night sleep, but when I have only sleep three hours a night, I'm nervous the next day. What's the age that I shouldn't be nervous the next day? What would you tell me? Sleep more. But I'm managing. That's the exact um, same question that you just told me. Watch this. I help people. Sometimes with family, I have to help even when it's hard. And those times I smoke. What can I do that I shouldn't smoke? And what's oh, the oh, answer? Uh, I, okay, I understand what you're saying. So you want to tell me that I should not help people? Oh, give Valdi. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Waiting for that. Notice how you just went to an extreme. <laughs> and that's when that's another raya when someone's in denial is when they only have the two extreme answers. Either I help and I smoke or I shouldn't help people. Notice, do you see how there are only two extremes? There's no balance. I see, I see but the thing is what I want to ask you is that... Sure, go ahead. Some, no, sometimes, let's say for, for an example, it's a, it's a real example. It's not a, sometimes I have people in my family who is in a difficult financial situation, and they ask me if I can help them out, you know, to uh, collect money for yeah. them before a half an hour. So it's something like that sure. is normal in our community before someone is making a wedding of a, of a child. Beautiful. A lot of let's take out the word family so, and helping a yid. That is what we do in Kvalyasrol. It's magnificent. Yes. So, so if, if someone in our family t tells me, I hear from everybody that you're helping a lot of people, and now yeah. I need help, so I cannot say that, you know, it's too much for me. And the thing Bingo. is, it's not... You just hit it. What? You just gave your answer. No. I'm going <laughs> to repeat it to you. I, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. Oh, you what are. I want to tell... You're ready. No, no, no. But there's missing one factor. Go ahead. Okay, one factor is that I can help people if this is getting my job. If my job is that I'm going out of Koilo and I'm starting to help people, then I have no problem. I'm good at it and I have a lot of connections with uh, people. And, and, you know, they, 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 they never tell me no. And when I go for them, I, I, I'm able to inspire them. I, I have a skill in this. So, so, but, 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 but sometimes, you know, let's say before a wedding, and I gotta help someone, I gotta take out, out a lot of my time, a lot of my time, and only do this. So then, uh, at that times, I, I might miss from Kodal for one week or maybe even more. And the thing is, I don't want to give up my Kodal because I'm learning and uh, I have Bechina. 
If I mm-hmm. feel that I need a cigarette, I might take a coffee or something like that. But then after that, I feel uh, by the end of the day, no, I, I must take a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what do you think I tried saying? Just go a moment into my world. Okay. I'm trying to create an awareness that you have a certain level, that you need things to happen, and your body is not able to handle it. What do you mean? That I feel that, 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 that I took so much on myself? Yeah. You're in Kylo, and you're collecting money, and then came the family guilt. You help others, so now you need to help me. Now, what happens to when you're not able to do it now? Or you are able to, but there's a lot going on now in your life. What happens then? Then everybody's understanding that I, that I can. I really? I can. Then why are you smoking? <laughs> you can't. Huh? Um, uh, let, let, let me try to uh, organize myself. Sure. So, so, you wanna, so you wanna tell me that, the, the thing is that for others, it's much easier to help because I feel that I don't owe them, owe them nothing. Oh, now so we're going to That's our waiting for this. So you take over. No, I just, you know, I, wait, I, I, I just want to do the, the family. I see it become like the family. It's like become like why you cannot help the family exactly like the others. And why you help because others? others because because the other appreciate no 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 because the other will tell you oh you're a nice boy you're a nice guy you are embedded and the family is coming to you as obligation oh this is oh what a nudnik what do you want for my life I want to learn is it the same situation be fair to yourself look at the mirror you know and you trying to change substance with substance the cigarette with food substance the cigarette with with grocery with, uh, with chewing gum try to find exactly the what is going into yourself about it and i i'm, I'm standing here i'm listening to the conversation with you and i just i, I really wanted to, to jump over because really it's something that you have to, to understand is that when you help other people is the time of the call also no. It's not time to call. Okay. So you just say to your family, citizen, I will help you. Not in the time of the call. I'm sorry. I'm needing my call. That's it. Either, either yes or not. Why Why should you give the call? If you don't give the time of the call to the other people. The, my job is to learn right now. And I'm standing here. This is my time. You know, you're, you're trying to find solution to, uh, to different, you know, the cigarette is like excuse right now. Understand the, the the cigarette is is about because I have a guilt and I can't and I can't uh, and I can't avoid that. So that's why I try to do oh, both. Notice I can't. No, I notice all cigarette. those. Anyone taking the workshop would be hearing certain words pop up. I can't. I have to. Those are when the brain starts feeling trapped, and we start teaching you to come up with a five-step solution. Which what are some ways? Maybe you'll only raise half the amount. 
You know, I want to tell you something. In our, in yeah. our philosophy, our idea in J-Roots Radio is basically, if I can, you can. And yeah, it's not that Yeah, has it. a program that way. And differently, if I can, you can. And I used to smoke three pack a day. Wow, that was an expensive hobby. Yes. No, it was, that, it was time that the cigarette was cheap. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I stopped uh, my it. Question, my question is now, um, I, I understand. The, the cigarette is, is like trying to cover my guilt, which I can't say no. No, we just member. started. We started uncovering. We didn't go down yet to the lowest level. That's what we help you identify. Let's, what we know is that when you're helping others that aren't family, you don't need to smoke. And when you're helping family, you need to smoke. Now we start going into what's the difference between the two. I understand. So what's what the, is difference? the difference? You want me to you tell? You tell me. I don't know what's because going on in your life no, or in your when brain. I'm, no, when, when, I'm, when I'm helping others... There's no stress around. I'm doing Why? what I'm able to do. I have a very nice excuse out, and the, 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 I have no problem with that. When right. I'm family, I feel that it's my obligation. Now, the next them. step, whoever's taking the workshop can help us identify who's, what programs do you have in your family about helping family? Is there a program everyone's responsible for the other one? If you don't help, then you're bad. They'll talk about no, one on the other. No, 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 Will your no, parents no, get course, a call? If, 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 I'm, if I'm giving a nice excuse out, the thing is like this. I don't know if I can give a permanent excuse. Let's say I'm saying now this week I'm so busy I have no time. So they will call me maybe in after two weeks. Maybe you can be over there. I don't have a permanent way of not helping them, and also I don't want to do that because I know... So now I want to push you again. I'm going to hit your denial. Here's where this dissonance comes in. Why not? What's the difference between a family member and someone else that you just can't now? Exactly. Or you could, and you're doing it without that emotional stress and emotional obligation. I'll share with you a concept I do many times on the radio. We were working on a kid off the derech that wasn't putting on tefillin, that wasn't keeping much to Yiddishkeit. And once we got to the level that he wants to put on tefillin, he goes, you know why I can't put on tefillin? I don't want my parents to feel that they can act the way they acted, and now I'm going to become from again. By me not being from, I'm punishing them, and it's an embarrassment to them. So there's one issue, his, uh, his issues that he had with the pain or the Eivishto or whatever happens of what we cleared that up. But then there's a separate issue, a family pressure or other expectations or other issues behind not putting on tefillin that he would do. So now well, shifting it back to you. you. Can well, you start identifying the underlying programs when a family member calls you up? What are those messages that start? The tape recorder, the record player? Of family asking, what is it buzzing? You must. You help the whole world. You can't help your family. The biggest mitzvah is if you help family. Maybe my parents will be proud. Maybe my parents will be hurt. Maybe I'll come to the Simchan. These people are going to be upset at me. What are some of those no, buzzing when the family way. member calls you up? Hello, Sadik. Please help me out with money. What programs come up? What is coming up is that I'm pitying them. 
And I know Dear that I have this skill. I'm pitying them. I have Rahmona. You're pitying them? Ah. Yes. So you have now Rahmonas. If it's family members, you have Rahmonas. And if it's a, a friend, you don't have Rahmonas. By the way, someone just sent a message, and I love this one. Wow, wow, wow. I'm taking your workshop now, and this caller made it so clear. Thank you for the fantastic workshop and for the detailed positive. I love the part of finding five solutions. Thank you. So let's go to this part now. This part is saying that you have Rachmunas on family. Now, Rachmunas is an unbelievable meter. What's the problem with it? There's no problem. But there isn't. Then why I, are you smoking? Let my, no. Okay, because I, I, I told you I'm smoking because of stress. Because I feel, yeah. I feel because and why I'm you stress? But you don't smoke because... when you're collecting for friends. No. Because over there, because over there I feel, you know, I'm, I try to do my share. I, I did it. And so let's go back I, to family. I, 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 I succeeded. I succeeded. But when it comes to family members, I feel that I need to deliver the job well done. Hundred percent. I think I think that you you are not fair for the for the friends. If you're doing like what? this, I think that you are not fair doing it. If you if you feel differences between the friend or collecting to a friend to a family member, I think that you're doing the wrong job. Uh, and no, 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 no. Oh, no okay. When when I'm collecting for a friend, he don't lay out. He, he doesn't lay out on me that he. he That's the point. He don't expect that from me, so he expects so, that I should give him a helping hand, and that's what I'm doing. But my family, I feel sometimes because they know that I'm out, they want to put up the whole job on me. I'm not taking the whole job, but you, I feel say, you just have to say you have to say them. I'm doing. Hold I will. On. Yeah, Rabnis, I want to help him develop this a second. Okay. Can you okay. go? So again, in therapy, we help you identify. So what you just said is another point. Number one, the family expects it. Number two now, you said they dumped the whole thing on you, and their pressure becomes now your pressure. Uh, in a certain way. I can't say it's getting 100% and taking their pressure. because. Did I say 100%? All, but that no, whatever percentage they're putting all, on you is affecting pressure. you. What? Whatever they put on you is affecting you, correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, can you recognize that this pressure that you have, just because we have many Askanim listening to this program, that is the reason why therapists are not allowed to work with family members or with friends. Because do you see how now you're not clear and focused? Imagine you're going to try to do therapy on four or five people that that, that you're attached to this. How would that affect you? Four or five people who are attached to me. Yeah, imagine you would do, try to do therapy, or since you're not licensed, ther- oh, well, let's go into therapy because licensed therapists are not allowed to work on friends or family, specifically because there's a reason. Do you see the emotional because pressure that gets on your head, a difference of helping someone as friends and someone as family? And this is just collecting yes. money. Yes, it's not getting into Tishkis. It's not where you're going to have an uncle call you up, a brother call you up, a sister call you up. What's going on with my son or my daughter? What's going on with the marriage? And then just to realize the pressures that we've been able to identify talking with you. 
and it will then affect the level of skill and the level of therapy that you will do. Okay, but, but my question is, I feel if I have skills in collecting money, so I should ignore my family. Let's say if I can put down... Again, there you again, go to the again. extremes. Ignore the family? What I am trying to get you to realize is that your smoking is a solution to something that you don't have balance in. And as long as you don't have balance, the bigger the pressures happen. And then what happens is, Nebuch, that Klayasol might lose an askin that helps raise money, because you'll say like this. That's what happens to people that I hear, that they want to help others. They first start off, we help a case. Then they help the case. Then they get two heavy cases, plus a family member, and then they get burnt. They say, I'm never doing it again. But and we're at risk of before. losing you of helping raise money because you don't have the balance of how to deal with family. And that's where Shimish comes in. So therapy okay, let, has actually... Yeah. I what? don't feel that there's a case of losing an asking. Because I think I that I'm helping I see what? us losing you. I see both Hashem, you have because a family. You sound pretty young. Or young, doesn't matter. You could be 40. But Merit Hashem, your family's going to get older. And pretty soon, I'm you're going to be 60. And pretty soon, Merit Hashem, you're going to have a lot of other family members. The family gets bigger. And fed to the uncle, I don't know your name, just saying he is going to help raise the funds. And then it's going to get too much. And that's when we lose our skanam. So, what are you hearing from the response? I'm hearing from the response that uh, you have a worry, which my, in my mind, it looks like it's a very far worry, because I don't feel myself that Claudius uh, is going to lose an asking, because I never take, when it's not family, I never take more that I, that I can handle. I take only which I feel, which is going to affect me in my corridor, and... And it's it's on the the, the, the hours I can I can do it. I make sure it's not affected in, in my home. Also, uh, I, I'm I'm at home all, um, uh, at night when uh, you know when it's hectic and you gotta put the children to sleep. So I'm over there all, all, all the time. And w when I gotta help someone, I try to do it in this uh, in such a case it should not affect my personal life. But when it comes to family, I feel that I gotta do more. And my wife also understands that when it's family, sometimes it's her family. I also I wonder do more. why we're. I wonder. I wonder. It seems like you sound like I'm disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. What are you hearing in you're my telling, answer? You're telling me that I'm taking more than I that I can handle. Let's stop. I'm not I, I, telling you no. that. You're telling <laughs> me that. <laughs> Why are you saying I'm saying it? You told me when you help others, you don't need to smoke. When you help family, you need to smoke. I don't know why you're shifting your issues on to me. Okay, okay, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for doing that. Um, okay, so I'm saying that, that when I help family, I take sometimes more than my brain can handle. That's true. Yes. But I'm looking at and in order for me that, to okay. continue doing it, because it's so important, one system that I learned... One survival tool, one self-medicate tool, is to stop smoking, is to smoke. And how can I do that? 
if I'm telling them that I have hours well, 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 we're not yet at solutions before you shift it back on to me what awareness did you just get this is what a session looks like generally it's not so confrontational because we would have you coming and understanding the problem now, as I'm developing this with you which we generally don't take clients that aren't even aware of it because that's too much of a chess game but let's just, for the awareness of people to realize how you're calling up one way and how we're identifying something else, let's continue okay. developing this. Okay, so let me identify it. Let me identify it, if you can help me with that. Sure. With Siata Deshmaya. Okay, so when I'm helping family, I'm taking sometimes more pressure than I, than, than I can. And it's mainly it is the term. That I feel, let's say a family member calls me up, I'm making a wedding, and I must give a deposit for the whole, let's say, today or tomorrow. No, it's a click word. I'm just going to shift words for those taking the workshop will hear it, and those that are educated consumers will hear it. Must. Someone's making a wedding, and I must come up with the money for their deposit. Just highlighting it. Yes. Yes. I feel, I feel that, okay, if I have the ability to, to collect $20,000, I feel yeah. that, uh, that I must do it. That's right. Bingo. Notice the next must. If I have the ability, now I must do it. You're a pleasure. I, am, I wish I could have gotten you on the workshop when I did it, and, oh, this would be great. I hope whoever's taking the workshop's listening. They hear a live example. So notice all the musts. Yes. Right. So what would happen That's if someone has this must? What? So in the second workshop, we call this Hatachas Alekim. You are right now just that if I have an ability to do something, I must do it. Those are the underlying themes that we're discussing in the workshop. The must and the control, how you are now controlling Hashem. If Hashem gave no, me a skill, not. I must do it where people want, where I want. And now what happens, true. and your body is telling you, no, it's too much for me. So now there's a fight between what your mind says, I must, or the emotional control of Hashem. Yes. I must raise the funds, regardless if Hashem says I can handle it or not. But I think that if Hashem gave me the ability, then I can handle it. Yeah, so watch the same thing. I am up three hours at night. I can handle being up three hours at night. I could. Okay, I understand. Hashem doesn't want that it should cause me stress. He wants that I should do it with a pleasure. And No, there are times of hard work. There is a time of hard work. But the question is when, how much, and do you have the ability to stop in the middle? Notice when you said the musts. When it's family, I must. They need to make a deposit for the wedding. I must come up with it. The minute you start controlling Hashem, because it's family, now I must, that the more musts we have to have, the more stress we're going to have. The more hishtadlis I have to do, the easier we are. It's not a must. I just need to do hishtadlis. And hishtadlis I can do whenever it's comfortable for me. Or even I don't know the word comfortable, maybe zone. a little above comfortable. But the minute it's affecting you, generally a person would then say, I need to stop now. Or this is the most that I could do. But when you, you start using the word musts, 
when you start needing to control the outcomes of Hashem, that's where stress happens. So the human brain, we have no control over outcomes. We only have control over our actions, our steps. Understand. So I, I'm in my mind. Thank you. That I, I, I'm, I'm, um, you hearing me? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Sorry, it was on my line. Okay. So, so, so I just, I just need to register in my mind that Hashem doesn't ask for me that I should. You see, uh, you're now trying know. to turn an awareness okay. into a therapy session. Right. I don't want that. So please forgive me. Oh, okay, okay, not that. It's okay, an so awareness that we are getting to now. That you've okay, used the word must the several times, and the more you must, and by friends you don't feel you must, you're able to be healthier and not take it with such a stress. And the minute it's family, now you must. And now you're in pain. And now so you, you need to resort to smoking. So let me just make me clear. Do you want to tell me that yeah. I should consider helping family the same as I'm helping others? I didn't say that either. Again, you're extreme. What I said is that for you to be aware, different people would have different responses how they can handle stuff. Your body has this extra pressure that you must help, and that's causing you stress that you need to smoke. Now, what you should do, we didn't go to the solution. Okay, we're not now in the solution. We're now in winning the problem. Right. We're first in understanding the problem. So you called up just saying, I'm an asking, I need to smoke. And what we got you aware in this conversation is, it's not us, Gunnis, it's family. Okay, why family? Because yeah. now I must do things. Their pressure became mine. I must come up for money for the deposit of the Without payment, Hariah, if I can do it for someone else, now I must do it for this one. So someone just, I'm just going to read you a couple of messages they've been sending. Wow, I really feel bad for him. I know exactly what he's talking about. Whoa, this is heavy. So, Bachshem, there's a balance that I as a person makes as an educated decision, that they're okay right now to take more stress, but the must, woo, is really heavy. The minute I took off the must off me, then I sometimes do the favor and sometimes not. What a balance. What are you hearing, my friend? Hello. Yep. Yes. What are you hearing this response? The the text messages? Or everything, yes. Uh, um, the, the response I, I, I'm hearing, which I understand is, that if I'm taking it like a must, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. i got to try to do whatever I can, and even more that I'm doing for someone else, but not, not as a mom. Yeah. 
Hello? And my friend, this is part of therapy. This is where we start yeah. seeing different ideas. We start seeing why it's not working. We start helping identify. There's also deeper levels. With family, when in the past did you see a pressure when someone helped family? Maybe you weren't helped in the past and you regretted, why aren't people there for me? Maybe a family helped you. There could be many. There's a lot more that we address. I was just helping you identify the beginner part and the stress to inner peace. That's the whole point of the workshop, and stress to inner peace, how to find the stress, how to find the balance. I understand. So uh, I, I guess that the solution to this problem is probably a therapy session. Well, or Abscondus, investing, just like you're raising money to help people, I would recommend that you raise money and speak to Rafi you can use as Sadaka to get Shimish, or if there's one of the big Askanim that collect money for people, to get Shimish, how do you balance this? Because you're not the first one. And I would hate... If Kalyasrol, I would feel bad if Kalyasrol loses a great person like you from raising money. Because you do it, and you do it with pleasure. But when you start dealing with whichever is your weakness, which by you is family, if you don't learn the balance, Chassoshon, we can lose an amazing Askin like you. And that would be very sad. I understand. But listen, what do you want to say I to just, I want to say that uh, as, as a and you know that basically we are just a small people and everything running from Kadosh Baruch Hu. And I would say that you put yourself that Bezad Hashem, that Kadosh Baruch Hu, and you keep study, keep learning and the Kolel and your time and take the time and said, you know, if what is supposed to be, Kadosh Baruch Hu will give me and that's what will be. And timing, you don't have to release the pressure and give to Evishta to do this job and give you the, the fund and helping you to be Mishtadel, to help the, the family and the friends uh, to, to achieve what they need, the goal of money, if the chasana, if the other other issues. I think that you, in a certain way, you as you, as Mordech has said, you're trying to replace Chas V'chalil, Kadosh Baruch and you're trying that, oh, I am, I am master, so you're leaving everything and forget about it, that oh, the only one that controls it is only him. And, right. and when you're learning, you learn steiging better, and Akadosh Bahu will help you to raise the money easier. And instead to go to the cigarette or to the candy, just go and make your own meditation. You what say, make it on it by Talk with him. And definitely we'll right. listen so to you. I, well, we help clients identify as what is their weakness. Let's say when they see, when they're weak, they take cigarettes. That is a sign that there's something wrong, their message telling them there's something wrong. And that would now be, if that awareness you can get, whenever you find yourself smoking, know that your subconscious is saying there's something wrong. I'm doing something not healthy and not balanced. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It means you just need to learn the healthy and the balanced way. To do the healthy way. That's right. Doesn't mean not to do it. I agree with Rav Nissen because he's right. That I feel sometimes that it's my obligation and my responsibility. And he said that I got to leave it to Akhuzi Baruch. Yep, Rav Nissen is so right. Baruch Hashem. That's exactly how, how, how I feel. I feel that it's, it's in, my, in my ability and it's my... Yes, the, the, now comes in the part of, of Amunah. That's right.
Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate and I don't forget for calling you. you really Thank you. Me. I am so glad. I am so, so glad to hear that, Baruch because so many people that are going to be listening to this will be getting such an awareness. So, Baruch Hashem, thank you for being so brave and calling up. And I want to thank, thank you. you because we our phone lines because of this full and please keep adding question to all the listeners that's really online. Uh, it's already too late. And uh, next week keep this oh next week no, it's another two weeks. Right. Yeah, next uh, week is Mertusham Shvuas. Yeah. And Rosh uh, Chodesh Tov to all of our listeners and Filata Shla Nakadosh to all our children. And Rebuch, thank you very much. And one second, one second, Ramora, I know that we have... We, sure, please. We, we have one text here. I know that yeah. I'm, I'm getting married. And this is something that really, it's two weeks for me. Uh, I didn't want to address it, okay. but you ja- can read it at least. Okay, at least uh, I know that uh, uh, I'm getting married about two weeks. Any tips about how should let my spouse know that I am in therapy? I will Stuff. not. I will. Okay. I have the right to choose to reply okay. or not to reply. This one I will pass. Okay. Okay. I thought it's yeah. A bit, okay. Two weeks before a wedding. It's it's a little bit tough. I understand. Uh, it's not only tough. There. It's, it's, this is a uh, uh, this is a question which can make or break shadokha marriages, things along those lines, and we need. Das things yes. along those. That's that's out of the scope of my I, yes. my simple role is. Yes, no question about it. Okay, thank you, and to all the listeners and texters, Bezal yeah. Hashem, we try to uh, address it next uh, show, two weeks from now. Bezal Hashem. Yes, and thank you again. Yes, thank you all.